see, I, I think I'm offering the insightful commentary and the humor. So what am I here for? The color? They've been a long day, but it's so fun. They have each other's bags, and today is finally done. In a world setting in a Georgia town. On a show about libraries and visual sound. In the stacks of the library, where it always starts. The stacks are much more than either of them thoughts. It's Thursday for mayhem, it's Thursday for fun. In the stacks with Barry and the Goya, it's second to none. Okay, welcome to the special Mayan apocalypse uh, episode of the show. Uh, we're in 2012 now. Yearly. Well, yeah, but I would think that maybe that would be a in December, December or, show something. or something. Well, you know, I, I we, saw somebody, we can like the last show we'll call "It's the End of the World as We Know there It." There you go. I, I saw somebody say that their their resolution this year is to live every day as if the Mayan apocalypse is true. Is that a good or a bad thing? Because, you know, if you know that it's going to be the end of the world, do you go and spend everything you have? And well, I think they just meant, you know, or... to make the most out of life and to say the things that they they really want to say to people and that kind of stuff, you know? I mean, there are things I think all of us have that we want to say that, that when it comes time to say them, it's hard. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, kind of starting off on a... Philosophical. I know, yeah. really. But uh, yes, this is uh, In the Stacks with Barry and... Latoya. Yes, uh, this is, uh, despite the fact Latoya's sitting next to me with a calendar for the year 2013, this is actually <laughs> 2012. <laughs> it's my first day back in the office. I've been out of the office for about like a month. three months. Something like that, so, yeah. It was a long time. Because yeah. normally over the breaks, I actually will come in at some point. But this one... Yeah, I did yeah. not. Mm-mm. No. Um, and, I, you know, when I was driving in this morning, when I, I got kind of... You know, kind of nostalgic as I got close, I saw the building. And I was like, well, I've, I've missed being here. <laughs> Come inside. And the first thing I do is uh, some E-Rate stuff. And about after about 30 minutes of that, my head was hurting. And I was like, you know, I, I didn't miss this. <laughs> so I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Um, it was weird when I came back, obviously, on Monday. It just felt really weird. It's because I wasn't here. Well, that too. But, yeah. I mean, no, really. I mean, like, I understand. A lot of folks, you know, it feels like the library is not really. <laughs> the library. So why are we open? Yeah. And nobody yeah. knows exactly why. I'm it's because sure. I'm out. Yeah, that's it. But no, I mean, it's like you realize, even though it was a, you know, a decent length break, because what was that, 10 days or so we were closed? I, mean, I know it, you it were. It really felt longer. Well, I mean, you were off the week before, mm-hmm. so. Um, but yeah, that still wasn't enough time. I got here and I was like, Ugh. I think what really bugged me was having to wake up Monday morning at an early time, because you know, I like to sleep late and it just felt really weird. <laughs> but. But yeah, so we're back and things are going well. Um, yeah, I think that the um, it's all right. Teens are back in school as of yesterday or something because we'd enjoyed. Yeah, I know Jones County they start here. today. In what? In Jones County they started oh, okay. today. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah, I thought I saw them yesterday here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's how we know that it's back to normal once they they're back. Now before we get too far into this. Um, we should let everybody know, of course, that the opinions and viewpoints expressed during the show are, are not necessarily, yeah, are not necessarily <laughs> the opinions and viewpoints expressed by or owned by the, the library board of trustees, anybody affiliated with the library, or even myself. No, we can say that it's it, it's affiliated with your like what is this podcast, Barry, or something. What, is this like a separate berry from? No, remember we've talked about this. Berry. Like you, because you would use the example of Tim Allen being Tim 
but you know Tim on the show. Oh yeah, are yeah. This is like this is like podcast Barry. Yeah, yeah. So it's the opinion of podcast Barry. That's right, because I'm playing a character. Yes. If you agree with me, I actually do feel that way. <laughs> but if if I'm offending you, it's just I'm playing an exaggerated caricature of someone you dislike. There you go. That's... Whereas Latoya is herself. <laughs> yeah. So when she says offensive things, it's from the heart. Mm-hmm. So, um, I guess we should talk about what happened over the break. Um, what'd you get for Christmas? I now, got, first of all, what did you get for your birthday? Because your birthday is like 24 23rd. hours before. Yeah. <laughs> the 23rd. Um, yeah. For my birthday, well, we're, we were in Alabama. Remember we talked about that? Yeah, and how was that? I mean, that was actually really awesome. Did it change awesome. your opinion of Alabama? Well, I mean, you know, we obviously had to pass, like, trailers and stuff getting to where we were going to go. Um, but where we stayed was in Hoover, Alabama. At a um, at a Renaissance hotel, uh, Renaissance Ro- um, Ross Bridge. Oh, was that Amazing. was that cool? Were they like in costume? Did they when you checked in? Did they go like huzzah? <laughs> no. And like serve you like giant turkey legs or anything? No, but it was really. Were there joust? <laughs> no. It's nothing like the Renaissance Festival then. No. Okay. Go ahead. It's a hotel line. I've never been to them. Never heard of them. Yeah, it's one of the, um, it's the higher end of the Marriott's. They have, <laughs> yeah, it's one of their, I've, never, I've never expanded past the Marriott's. Yeah, that's one of their luxury <laughs> brands because, you know, of course, the top now is Ritz-Carlton. Right below that is um, Renaissance. What about in the courtyard? That is um, somewhere after that, yeah, because okay. Fairfield we stayed at is a, also. We stayed at a courtyard Marriott mm-hmm. in downtown Atlanta at DragonCon last year. We've already booked it for this year, too. And it was really yeah, it's, fancy. It's, but, it, yeah, their top two brands are Ritz yeah. and Renaissance. But it was, the hotel was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was amazing. And obviously, it being cold, we didn't get to do the, the outdoor pool stuff. Mm-hmm. They had an inside pool, but the outdoor one had a, um, slide and it was it was really pretty. Um, but we had a you know and this was I, in Alabama, so I mean yeah I know it was like your bellhop was named Cletus, though, right? <laughs> yeah, that's but he it. spoke with a British accent. Mm-hmm. But it, no, it was really <laughs> awesome. I was we were all surprised. Um, and madam, after dinner, may I recommend that you try the tire swing out back? <laughs> it's a good way to relax. I found. We um, on my birthday though, it was kind of funny. We were. Um, doing mall hot. Would, just... would you like a bag of complimentary pork rinds, ma'am? <laughs> anyway, we, on my birthday, we were like mall hopping, um, because that's what we always do when we travel to right, some place. Yeah. Um, yeah. we, yeah. my mom always wants to go to TJ Maxx if there's one around. Right. Well, when we were at one mall, like the main mall in the area, we GPSed and it said, oh, it's four miles away. Mm-hmm. So we're like, oh, okay, that won't be a problem. Well, my sister-in-law, Elise, then puts it into the GPS for directions. And she's like, I don't know why it's saying that travel time is like 45 minutes, but, you know... Yeah, it was factoring in the traffic because the way we had to go was it was like a bottleneck. It was worse than like 400 or anything like that. We were crawling. Literally, there was times where we just at a complete stop. Hmm. So it took almost an hour to travel four miles. Wow. It was like, best birthday ever. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, all in all, it was a good trip. We all had fun. We actually ended up with... Maybe Alabama will be your new Savannah. No. No. 
<laughs> we ended up with two connecting rooms, which was a surprise because generally in hotels, connecting rooms, there's a king and it's connected to two um, foals. Mm-hmm. Um, this hotel had connecting two full bed rooms. So that was nice because, you know, generally I roll like with roll tied roll, roll like pillowcases or what? You know, roll tied roll University of Alabama. Oh, okay. No. No. Okay. <laughs> but no, so that was cool. We had a really good time. Um, and we came back on Christmas Eve and we actually did our presents then because my dad had to work Christmas Day. So, um, or the morning of. And so for Christmas, I, well, I guess you, you'd asked about my birthday. I don't, you gave me stuff and I got, um, I think my mom gave me something, maybe. I don't know. My dad gave me an iTunes gift card, and so did my brother and, and their family. So I think I got like $45 in, in um, iTunes gift cards that day. Um, and then Christmas, I got more iTunes gift cards because that was on my Amazon list. And the Starbucks gift card, which I love. I've been using that up. So... Um, and I got, you know, some other little stuff and I got the one thing on my, my wish list that I really, really wanted, which was the tire inflator. <laughs> I know it's so dorky. I was super excited because when the presents were dwindling down, I was like, ah. and so yeah, I got it. Well, it's a special one because it like auto shuts off when it reaches the, the yeah. pressure. Yeah. I, I haven't used it yet, but. Yeah, well, I, I, hope, I, was just, I, I hope you get, you know, a need to soon. No, no, don't say that. <laughs> I keep forgetting, like, once the car is cooled down to go back yeah. out to do it. And especially when it's cold, I'm like, no. <laughs> so I think it needs air, but, you know, I haven't blown one yet. So. <laughs> but, yeah, so how was, how was your Christmas? It was okay. Um, you know, uh, we had, we did Christmas at our house this year, so we had... Um, not Heaps as many people as last year, but uh, we had, you know, my in-laws and my mom. And um, actually Christmas night, um, Connie and Liam, uh, my sister-in-law and her son, came. But, uh, yeah, everything went pretty good. Um, I got a lot of books for Christmas, which is always good. I like that. And uh, so I've been reading through those. I've actually, I think I've almost read everything I've gotten for Christmas now. Um, I got Cerebus Volume 1, which I'd always meant to read. And, uh, who does that? Who's that? Dave Sim. And, uh, and it was really good. Um, I really liked it. So I'm definitely going to move on to book two of that. Um, <laughs> then I also got the first uh, volume of uh, Strangers in Paradise because uh, I like the other things Terry Moore has done. I've never read that one because it, it seemed kind of soap opery and girly, you know. But, <laughs> but I mean, I, I have seen, I've read his science fiction. I liked it. I read his horror thing that's going on right now, Rachel Rising. I like it. And, um, so I'm I'm gonna try this too. You know, everybody says this is incredible, and I know it's what made him a, a big name. So, um, yeah, it was a very good Christmas. Um, you know, I think over the break we went to the uh, the aquarium and mm-hmm. uh, to Papa Do's up in Atlanta, and had a pretty good time. We went to the uh, the River Walk the other day and just kind of relaxed mostly. Um, I did a few work related things, but. Not much. Yeah, no, I actually didn't do any this time. I was like, you know, I'm so often taking work home with me, which was kind of the thing last night. I brought all the stuff, the calendar stuff I was working on home. 
And I was like, you know what? I spend enough time in the office and I'm just not going to do it. You know, so because the night before I was up till one o'clock doing stuff yeah. for work. So, yeah, this was the first time over Christmas break where I just was didn't do anything work related. Well, yesterday was Carrie's birthday. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, the day before yesterday, her parents took everybody out. And then yesterday, um, my mom and one of Carrie's friends in Maryland took us all out again. So, yeah. And uh, I, I did go to the doctor on the uh, 27th, I think. Really? December. Were you, like, dying or something? No, I always, this morning, my checkups. Oh, okay. And, uh, and this time, my blood pressure was 126, 128 over 76. Which, which is, is apparently good, right? Well, yeah, I mean, 120 over 80 is, like, optimal. Okay, because when know. they say it, I always think it's funny because, you know, they'll say it out yeah. loud and sometimes they don't even say, like, oh, that's good or whatever. Well, yeah, and they, like, they assume you know. Yeah, I don't know. Because yeah. I, I, like, so I asked her, I said, what is this? She says, 120 over 76. I said, wow. She goes, yeah, I know. That's, like, the best one we've ever gotten on you. And, um, you know, even the last time I was there, it was still like 140-something over Yeah, see, you know, I think it's the job, you know. I mean, generally speaking, well, you're Well, Carrie thinks that my, my stress is, uh, you know, very much affects my blood pressure. But yeah. I, I think part of it, too, is they've got me on, you know, the right medicine this time. Yeah, the well, right they amount. have me on, so. they also have me on blood pressure medication. So at this point, when they're like, oh, it's good, I'm like, well, I mean, I'm on meds. That's what they're yeah. supposed to do, so. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but. I guess it's good to know that they are working. I just hate that I have to be on it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so with my iTunes stuff, though, uh I ended up getting... um, iBooks with it? or Yeah, I mean, I ended up getting like $140 worth of iTunes gift cards, and I've used up all of them. I'm down to $22, I think. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just... All the books that I had intended to read on my Goodreads list... I went ahead and just bought them, and yeah, you uh, sent me a whole list of things that you thought I should read. That were well, it was just stuff that was but, for free. But I was like, was... these things aren't free on the Kindle necessarily. On the iPad, that's why I said <laughs> they were on the iPad for free. But I'm not but, reading on the iPad. <laughs> I swear. But um, yeah, I went ahead and bought them. So I think I ended up with I bought a total of like thirty something books or so, if not wow. a bit more. Um, and then yesterday, my um psychiatrist had suggested a book um and then i just you know bought it so it was my most expensive one it was like 12.99 for the book i think i've read at least seven books on the kindle fire so far wow and then i'm reading hard copy copy books yeah i just started the steve jobs book um and you know right now i've I mean, I'm still, I think, in the introduction because I've just been, you know, there are times where I can kind of hunker down and do a lot of reading. And then lately, this week, coming back and then being sick, kind of, and all that, I just hadn't really been in the mood. I know, it's horrible. But, um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to reading that one. That'll be my longest book to date, period. I mean, it's awfully thick. And, um, I don't know. I think it's funny you still use words like it's thick, even though. Well, I mean, yeah, looking at the physical book, it's yeah, but, I mean, thick. Yeah. So. Well, it's funny. <laughs> but it's all on the screen. But yeah, I mean, I know what you mean, though. Well, it's got a bigger even slider still, bar. It's funny because, you know, you think about the fact, well, in my case, where I, I prefer to read digital books, yeah. I will still sometimes go out there in the stacks to see if, like, if we have a copy of that book, how thick it is. I mean, even though it, it tells you in terms of pages mm. and 
a lot of the times the digital version mimics the page count. Yeah. I, I still want to look at it to actually visually get a sense of mm. <laughs> how how big it is or how small or whatever. But yeah, I still like to see it in book form. I just don't like to read it in the traditional book form. Mm. It's just weird. Yeah. Um, well, I guess library stuff. Is anything going on library related? Well, I mean, they started back with they're starting back with story time. I guess mm. next week. Yeah. Um, they we're, had, we're already getting we ready read for and, summer reading club. I know it was funny when we, <laughs> when we brought it up in yesterday's meeting. Both me and and surprisingly, were like, ah. um, because I think it was Virginia to bring it up, and it was yeah. like, oh no, no. <laughs> so yeah, that's um, gonna be interesting. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. I know that Joel is. Working on completely redoing Summer Monkey. Joel Taylor of Previo Consulting, Consulting, who is yes. also one of the sponsors of the show. Yes. And we're taking it easy on, on them today because we're not having a chump. Right. Now, did he you, dole out the, the I don't know. Cards? I was going to ask him because, yeah, we sure did. Um, <laughs> he said that was not cool. But, yeah, we um, certainly... We, pimp, we pimped him out good yes, on that episode. Yes, we did. And, and, you know. I didn't comment on any of the stuff that he breaks and doesn't do right. <laughs> all I mentioned was all the good stuff. That's it. In the spirit of Christmas, that was. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, we're not doing a chump. But he was supposed to give them. I guess I should ask. Yeah. Mm. And you got you got to remind him of some things. I know, and then he gets all snippy when I remind him about yeah. it. He's like, um, you know, and or mm. I know. But, I like how you, you did know. your neck when you were pretending to be him. <laughs> Wiggle my butt. <laughs> Um, I don't think we've done an episode since we had the Christmas party. No, we no, we did one the day after. Did we? So mm -hmm. did we announce who won the Employee of the Year? Yep. I don't recall that at all. Yeah, and it's good that I listened back to the show yesterday. Okay. Yeah, it was, we did it, I believe it was the day after. Cause we well, said, congratulations oh, yeah, okay. again, Sue York. Yes. I was going to sing her praises, but apparently I don't have to. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're um, still settling in after the start of the new year and... Um, Things are going well. I mean, fortunately, people came in during our closing so that not everything was backed up, yeah. except for children's, because, you know, I think they just generally shelve adult stuff, and then the children's stuff gets left out. Yeah. So well, nobody um, wants to. No, yeah. no. So, um, yeah, they had, um, Anne said it was very much like summer reading uh, as far as how much stuff they had to shelve, but... yeah. You know, shelving in children's is um diff uh, slightly different than shelving upstairs. That's so, true. okay, well, I guess that's enough library stuff. Um, do you want to go into your people in a minute, or do you want to talk about Mountain Dew, or do you want to do Barry's comic? Corner we can one? talk about Mountain Dew because you mentioned it, and I was now I'm all like, what? Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised you haven't heard about this. Mm -mm. Okay, basically, the the thing is, is a guy suing Pepsi, who owns Mountain Dew, mm -hmm. because he says that uh, I think it was a couple of years ago. Uh, and it's brought up the uh, the Mountain Dew defense that it can dissolve a mouse. Um, so I'll just read you this. What? It can dissolve? Really? Uh, a Wisconsin man, Ronald Ball, is suing Pepsi for $50,000, claiming it. that after <laughs> tasting a rancid Mountain Dew that he bought from a vending machine, he poured out the contents of the can and discovered a dead mouse in his soda. After contacting the company, Ball sent the evidence to PepsiCo. Lawyers and experts from the company say that after closer examination, they determined that the mouse would have, quote, dissolved in the soda in the time between bottling and consumption 
reducing it to a, quote, jelly-like substance. That's their defense. Uh, <laughs> to quote the Atlantic Wire, this seems like a winning the battle while surrendering the war kind of strategy that hinges on the argument that Pepsi's product is essentially a can of bright green yellow battery acid. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> wow, now, a lot of people, I have not heard about that. A lot of people have talked about Mountain Dew in the past, about Mountain Dew mouth. Um, yeah, I don't... Yeah, it, it, in, in very poor areas where Mountain Dew is very, very popular, there's a high rate of tooth loss. And it's because Mountain Dew has much more sugar in it yep. than a normal soda. And so a lot of people who drink nothing but Mountain Dew, they have terrible, terrible teeth. And it's because of Mountain Dew mouth. I mean, if you ask your dentist about it, your dentist, I'm sure, has heard of it. Well, um, we should have had Jared up here because, I mean, he, he consumes he it, yeah. it like every day. He has probably one or two Mountain Dews. Right. So but some people, that's, I mean, all they drink is Mountain Dew. I mean, they just they drink the big bottles, you know, geez. every day. But, I mean, that's weird because Jared yeah. doesn't see, I mean, he doesn't he appear takes to have care of his teeth, too, though. I mean, yeah. And it's probably not all he drinks. <laughs> well, um, here it's all he drinks. Yeah. Well, but yeah, anyway. Um, so yeah, Pepsi's defense is that any mouse left in Mountain Dew would have been reduced to jelly. <laughs> so it's impossible for you to have found a, a large mouse yeah. in your thing. Um, so yeah, it just, it's just interesting. Well, it's know, disturbing. It's not just interesting. It's just very yeah. disturbing. Now, I know Coca-Cola, you know, can be used to clean, you know, engines and stuff. Yeah. And, and my mother um, makes this thing called Coca-Cola Chicken. Where she'll like, it's like barbecue sauce and Coke mm -hmm. and other stuff. It's like all, and you, you, you gotta boil the chicken in it. And I mean, that stuff, it, first of all, it tastes really good. And second, though, when you, when you hold up the chicken, if you hold it up literally, the meat will fall off the oh bone my without you touching it. And it's because of the Coke. I mean, the Coke is a meat tenderizer. But uh, anyway, yeah, so that's the Mountain Dew defense. I had no clue about that. I mean, you know, I know that sodas are bad for you. And, I mean, even this weekend I went to grocery shopping on Sunday because I'm basically doing grocery shopping like once a month now that it's just me. Um, I was very tempted to buy soda because generally I don't. I only buy uh, ginger ale because, you yeah. know, sometimes you'll need if you have an upset stomach or something. So I always have ginger ale in the fridge, but I was like so wanting to either buy some cream soda, which they didn't have in um, bottles or cans, just the two liter. I don't like to buy two liters because, you know, they go mm -hmm. flat. Um, and then I was looking at my vanilla Coke and I was so tempted to pick it I, up and I was like, no, <laughs> I had a soda. No. Over the break. Um, that was, that's wrong. Well, we were, um, headed to, I forget, we were going somewhere and, uh, and Carrie usually will stop and get a, a soda while we're driving. Mm -hmm. And I, and I always mean, tell her, you don't I always tell her to get me like a, a flavored water, water. or something. Yep. And so she came back with a grape soda. And she said that um, she had got it for it's me. Like they you know, don't it's have like a water. treat, you know. And I said, "Wow, I haven't had one of these in years, you know." And she said, that, "You know, Julian had said I wouldn't drink it, and she said that I would." And I was like, oh, "You know, I, I, I was like, who do you side with?" Well, you know, I was kind of thinking about it for a little bit. I was, I was like, you know, I'm afraid I'll like fall off the wagon or something. I know, you know. And she's like, "Oh, that's silly," you know. Whatever. It's like so, no, but it's a, yeah. I mean, and so I, I drank it, and um, the first taste um, was like, I was like, "Wow." I mean, it wasn't, it was, it was like, wow, it's so good. I mean, it was just, you know, I mean, wow, I've had, so shocking well, I've had nothing have... but, um, I haven't had anything caffeinated, carbonated, carbonated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'll drink, you know, um, you know, 
some kind of fruit punch sometimes. Or you'll or have like a yoo-hoo I'll have water or, or a yoo yeah, or something. I drink milk. Um, sometimes I'll have like um, some Kool-Aid, <laughs> you know. But I haven't had like a soda in years. Yeah. And so the first taste, I mean, it was like I could feel it. Through my whole body oh my and in gosh. my ears, for wow. some reason, it was like it was like my, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it was it was so charged, <laughs> you know. And uh, and so I went. Ha- I did drink the whole thing. It took me. Um, actually, it, I drank it over the course of two days. Two days. Oh my god! Because I, mean, I didn't I didn't guzzle it or anything. You so know. it was a bottle, not a can. It was a bottle. Okay. Yeah. I, I figured day two would have been flat. But. Yeah, still okay. But I, I was, I've never actually been that bad on – a flat soda to me is all right. Because even when I was drinking sodas, I didn't like a real fizzy carbonated thing. That's one reason why I don't drink Coke. I never liked Coke because it's too carbonated to oh, me. Oh, okay. Um, I would drink like a grape or an orange or something that was a little le- – or Sprite. It wasn't quite <laughs> yeah. as carbonated. That's my brother's favorite soda. Yeah. And um, I never drink Mountain Dews. Yeah, I don't like the I taste never. of Mountain Dews. Well, you know, I I don't, I'm not sure I've ever had a Mountain Dew. Really? Um, I used to sometimes would taste it like a mellow yellow. Yeah, I don't like. Definitely I understand it's don't like those. Somewhat similar, I think. Yeah, because it's the Coke's version. Right. Yeah, mellow you know, yellow was okay. They both Coke and Pepsi has like dueling products, basically. Yeah. I'm not too keen on drinking yellow drinks generally. I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, it, but it does, <laughs> I can understand why. I don't know why. There's just but, nothing. It's like, hmm, it's like pee. Hmm. But yeah, no, I I yeah. don't, and and that's just it. I don't like to. I think it's you rubbing off on me yeah. um, in that you don't drink sodas. I, I've pretty much stopped drinking sodas. Yeah. Um, you know, my bad habit is sweet tea. But yeah. even now, like, I'd had a St- um, Starbucks drink this morning. Going to lunch, I'm not going to have sweet tea because I'm like, I, I don't need all that additional right. whatever. But I'm trying to be better about water. Um, you know, it's hard because, you know, it doesn't have any taste and... But I you can of, put stuff in it. I know they have the little, you yeah. know, crystal light stuff or whatever. But then it it makes flavored me think. Waters. I, I really yeah. like, you know, like the grape and strawberry flavored waters. And see, I haven't tried it. I think that's what it is. Because, yeah. I, you know, I love strawberry. So, um, and, it, and it's funny. I actually, when it comes to flavored waters, I kind of prefer Aquafina. Wow. Because I know you're a Dasani um, man. <laughs> when it comes to regular water, though, I prefer. I, although I like the Dasani flavored waters, but... I kind of prefer the Aquafina flavored, hmm. um, but yeah, yeah. I'll have to I, try. I I am a discerning water. Yes, person, a connoisseur so. of, of water. Yes. Um, <laughs> we're only allowed to have Dasani in the fridge. Yes. Here at work, so. Um, okay. Well, we better move on. Okay. <laughs> Do your people in a minute. Well, I was gonna actually, since you had something interesting to mention, I was gonna mention. Um, Amber Faluna, who mm-hmm. used to work with us, um, she posted yesterday an article about um, basically an Annie Oakley type of character, a woman who shot and killed her uh, an intruder. I read about yeah, that. I yeah. thought that was the so, one who asked nine one one for permission. Yes, and nine one one is like, well, I can't tell you to do so, but you're allowed to defend yourself, you know, and your yeah. baby, protect your baby. But yeah, this eighteen year old woman had just lost her husband to cancer like two weeks before or something. And there was a neighbor in or supposed neighbor who had attempted previously to enter the house. You know, he'd introduced himself as being a neighbor and just wanting to say hey and whatever. Yeah. Um and after that tried to break into the house while she was there. 
<laughs> and so in this incident, this woman is 18 years old um, with a three-month-old baby. Mm-hmm. Um, in the article, it made it seem to go down like, like I said, a Wild West and any Oakley thing because they're like, you know, she had a shotgun in one hand while she gave the baby a bottle, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, she, he, the guy enters the room and, he, and she shoots him with a shotgun and kills him. And I was like, oh, well, I do the same thing. (laughs) But it just, it just seems so weird to kind of have that situation. But, um, it said that they weren't planning on having any charges because, you know, she had done what she had to do. Mm -hmm. And I agree. (laughs) I mean, I know some people would probably be like, that was excessive force or whatever. It's like, well, he had excessive force coming in the house. Yeah. I mean, you know, and and she had a child there. Yep. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm sure she didn't just say, you know, or I'm sure she would have alerted him to the fact that, you know, if you come in my house, I'm going to shoot you mm-hmm. or something. I would hope so anyway. But even still, the fact that, you know, it was clear that there was a history there of him trying to get yeah. in. So, yeah, I mean, that was justifiable, I would think. I would think so. But it was a cool story. Um, but, yeah, people in a minute. I was only going to mention... That I saw yesterday. Now, it hasn't been on People yet. I saw it through another feed um, saying that Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel are engaged. Yeah, I, I but saw yeah, that. But, yeah, it's not on People, which I yeah, thought was kind of surprising. I, I thought I saw it on there. I don't yeah, know where I else I would have seen that. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I read that somewhere. Yeah, I read the headline. I didn't bother clicking the article. Of course. Um, but, yeah, no, I didn't see it on People initially. Um but lately during the day, I'm not staying as up on people. Jessica so. Beale, sometimes hot. Yeah. And, you know, they had just broken up before. They were together mm-hmm. for a couple of years, and then they broke up, and then they reconnected. You know, I actually would have said Jessica Beale, always hot, until I saw uh, the A-Team. I watched the A-Team over December, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't think she looked good in that. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And uh, she wore her hair back for most of the movie, and I just think it really emphasized how... How freaking gigantic her mouth is, um, because like when she would uh, like talk or when she would smile or whatever, it was like I mean it was like the Joker, um, and I'd never noticed that before. And I, I can only hmm. assume maybe maybe she's lost some weight. Maybe that might have emphasized it more, maybe. or maybe it was just the fact the hair is pulled back and so it kind of emphasizes the face more. I don't know. Yeah, I, didn't, I mean uh, you know from the neck down she still had a kicking body. Yeah, but it, the face was weird now. <laughs> okay, but. And eighteen, not a good movie. I liked it, mm. but I mean, you know, it's just. Me. I mean, it had some good action sequences, mm-hmm. but overall, I was like, really? first of all, several times during the movie, me and Carrie both were like, "What the hell is going on?" <laughs> because the plot was just. No, I, the plot I, was almost accidental. I liked it, but I mean, again, yeah. it was like Cowboys and Aliens. I watched that, and it was okay, but it seemed it seemed sloppily edited. Because, I mean, like, it went, literally, at one, several times, it was like, whoa, how did we go yeah, from that here, scene? Yeah. There, there was, like, two, like, people are talking, and then, boom, it's nighttime, and they're, they're, they're surrounded by Indians. <laughs> and Carrie was like, when did that happen? I said, I, I rewound it. I, I don't know. I was <laughs> like, boom. Well, Indians. I watched. <laughs> and it, it was like, it happened a couple times. You know, whereas like from like moment to moment, so I was like, were, I don't understand like, what patching a movie together really. Well, wasn't. I, I suspect they probably cut things. Yeah, but time. I mean, it seemed very patchworky. Yeah, um, I just think some of the things they cut made the jump seem weird. 
Because I did watch, was it The Change Up over the mm-hmm. break? The one with um, Jason Bateman yeah. and Ryan Reynolds. That didn't and look good. It looks good to me. And then I watched it and it was like, there were, there, there was a sense of things being broken, you yeah. know, as far as, I mean, it didn't run as seamlessly as I would have liked it to. Well, my problem with that would be, first of all, I feel like I've seen that movie like so many times. Yeah. How many, it's like yeah. how many damn Freaky Friday Exactly. And that's, of course, you immediately think that at yeah. first. Um, is, is, first of all, Ryan Reynolds, even, even when he's in, he's in movies that I kind of like, like, I mean, you know, I kind of like Green Lantern. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's all right. You just hate I, to admit it because it's like well, I don't want to like Ryan Reynolds. Well, no, I mean I was going to say I've never seen him in anything though that was great. Even yeah. things that I thought were pretty good, I was like, you know, that was, all right, that was not bad. And and Jason Bateman, I know people love, him, love him because he was on that Arrested Development show that I, I did just, not watch. Yeah, I didn't watch that either. But I know I people just love really him. Like him. But, see, to me, I've never seen him in anything I thought was even halfway decent. Now I have not seen Arrested Development. I know there are people out there who say that's the greatest thing yeah, ever. Yeah, I've never seen They're it. They're all thrilled because it's coming back. I think that he... Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's and coming he's back. he's going to be in it? And yeah. So yeah. They're bringing all... Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, no, but to I me, just... he just seems like... He seems... He's always seemed like somebody's discount version of Michael J. Fox. It's like, you know, Michael J. Fox... Originally, they couldn't afford Michael J. Fox. Now, Michael J. Fox isn't acting. Right. So, let's get Jason Bateman. I don't know. And I mean... He, seemed, he seems like... The, the bastard half-son of Michael J. Fox and, um, oh, what's the guy from Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick. It's like if you distilled <laughs> those two people into a lesser actor, you have Jason wow. Bateman. Yeah, no, I like him. He's just, I think there's a... Because that's all in Hancock. Door kind of. Okay. Yeah, and I liked and it. That, and that was a bad movie. I liked the movie. That was a bad movie, and Jason Bateman was Jason Bateman as he is in everything. Anyway, like, I... He just seems like one of those people, it's like, how did he become a star? I assume it's because his family... <laughs> well, it's not like he's a huge star or anything. Uh, he has a, you know... But I'm saying he is a part yeah. of a Hollywood Whereas, family. You know, Sam Rockwell, right? Mm-hmm. I really like that guy. Okay. Even though in, in real life on interviews, it seems like he seems kind of like spacey. Um, <laughs> but I, every film he's been in, whether it's Iron Man 2 or Charlie's Angels, he's mm-hmm. in Cowboys and Aliens. Um, he always feels to me like if he, if, he, if he were in better movies and if he applied himself a little more, that, you know, he could be, um, my mind's going blank again, um, Gary Oldman. That he could okay. grow into Gary okay. Oldman. Gary Oldman's one of my favorites, too. Because from movie yeah. to movie, sometimes it's like, wow, that's Gary Oldman. Yep. You know, it takes you out to realize because he's, he's yeah. just embodies he is, his roles. Yeah, he does. And Sam Rockwell, to me, I, 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 I always feel like, you know, he's capable of so much more than they ask him to do. Hmm. I don't know why. Every time I see him, I'm like, you know, that dude could be doing better he than He has this. potential. Well, it's, <laughs> I just feel like that. Whereas when I, when I see Jason Bateman, I always feel like, wow... That dude has hit his maximum peak. Oh, my god! And I think it occurred when he was on, you know, some TV show in the 80s. Yeah, because I'm like, <laughs> to me, he's a part of the 80s group that I actually like. And, yeah. I mean, you know, his I actually, sister. I actually had more respect for Justine. Oh, my God. So I was about to say, his sister was on Family. Was it Family, family Ties? Ties? Yeah, which is a great show. Um, but, no, I've always, I've always liked him. I mean, I, always, I kind I think, of I, I lumped him together. because people think he's cute. Yeah, he is, and a guy next yeah, door. Yeah, he he's way. a guy next door. I mean, door I lump him together with like Jerry, um, Jerry O'Connell, I, somebody like, else who you just don't. I, every every one of the O'Connells. <laughs> okay, how 
they became <laughs> famous. Stars. In it, yeah. <laughs> I do not understand. I think it's the boy next door appeal. But that can't be. An, that can't Jerry. be all. <laughs> because there are plenty of of boy next door looking guys. I guess something about their personality, maybe. See, because that's what I don't understand, especially with <laughs> with a Jerry O'Connell. Because there's something about that guy that makes you want to hit him. No. <laughs> but you like you like yeah, smarmy I, guys. He is oh, the geez. definition of smarmy. Okay, I watched Piranha. Right, which is a, a deliberately bad movie. Mm-hmm. I laughed through the whole thing. Okay, and he played the perfect Jerry O'Connell role in that. Okay, he's a coke snorting pornographer. Really? Who ends up getting his penis bitten off by a shark, and or not shark? Excuse me, piranha. And um, okay, yeah, and and, and it's the perfect O'Connell role. When you watch that, he embodies that character so much, you, you realize he probably just played himself. All, all right. Yeah. But so, but yeah. all the O'Connells are crap. <laughs> I actually really like um, Ryan Reynolds, and of course, in that movie, there are yeah. moments where he. I, I don't actually, dislike Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, but <laughs> there were points in the movie where he seemed kind of like in Green Lantern, where he was more serious. Yeah, it's like, oh wow, because I mean, a lot of times he's you know playing seemingly like the twenty-something-year-old yeah. and that kind of thing. But I mean, I enjoyed the acting in the movie. Um, but it just didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't what it should have been. Cause yeah. what is it? Judd Apatow's or whatever. His wife, I forgot her name, is like in all of his movies, yeah. the blonde. Yeah. Um, I could have kind of done without her, um, actually, but it just, yeah, the movie well, wasn't Ryan Reynolds great. seems like he's having a lazy career. Really? You would think it's lazy? I mean, cause. La- lazy I think, in the sense that I don't think, I think he's somebody who, could be a better actor than mm-hmm. he is. Yeah, yeah. Could be. I don't think he'd be... I don't, he's not Lawrence Olivier. No. But he could be better than he is. hmm And I think that too often he's willing to just be Ryan Reynolds. Because I, I often look he's at making, him... he's making money and yeah, all that. Yeah, I look I, at him and wish he was more like a Ryan Gosling. That yeah. he would do more serious movies and, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. Although he's probably making more money than Ryan Gosling, so maybe he's doing the right thing. Probably. You know. I mean, if it's just about the money, yeah. then, you know, I, I think that in some some people's careers, yeah, you don't really have the option yeah. of doing the artsy, but, independent you, film. If, if you play it right, you could be Matt Damon. Yeah. And do both. Yeah. I mean, Matt Damon's been in things that were huge moneymakers. And other things And then things he's still are, respected because he yeah. does things nobody sees. But Which is funny. we hear they're good. Considering, you know, what is it? <laughs> him and Ben Affleck are, like, best friends kind of thing. Affleck and you see those, Yeah, that's what I'm like. You see this <laughs> divergence of, you know, Matt Damon and then, oh, yeah, and Ben Affleck. <laughs> Affleck seems like a frat guy. Because I watched, oh, I watched Adjustment Bureau over the break. Because, oh, yeah. yeah, I recorded on the DVR. Very good movie. Okay. And, of, and, of course, Matt Damon is the star in it, as yeah. well as Emily Blunt. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's something about Damon that's very likable. Yeah. Um, Whereas know, there's something about Affleck any... that's not. <laughs> now, I understand people would find him attractive, whatever. But to me, to me, Affleck and O'Connell both have the same thing where it's like every time I see them, there's a part of that wants to hurt them. And I, I can't, I can't, you know, it's still on a primal level, you know. I don't like smarmy guys, oh I guess. Oh my gosh. But um, I just have there's something about Jerry O'Connell I would not trust him with my little sister or any any person wow. that I cared about. That's so weird. 
I mean, yeah, I don't. Obviously, my I don't have a discerning bone in me when it comes to guys. I mean, yeah, yeah, so. that is true. <laughs> so, so you should listen to me on this regard, okay? But yeah, you. Whereas Ryan Reynolds, I don't think Ryan Reynolds would like you know attempt to rape my little sister. No, he's like the to me he would seem like the goofy uncle or you know somebody who's right. just kind of yeah. you know discovering himself or right. something. Whereas Jerry O'Connell, possibly a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> anyway. But definitely watch the Adjustment Bureau okay. because my part of why I wanted to see it was that it, it felt a little Matrix-esque but not digital, you know. all really? Because yeah, well, I, I mean, saw the, the trailers and I saw nothing. That, no, it's because like kind of like um, the in the movie there are people, quotation, who basically make sure you stay on your path in life. You can't deviate from the plan. So they have a book that's kind of like Marauder's Map where things change and move or whatever. But they are able to go through doors and like say you're here in Milledgeville. If you turn the door a certain way, it may actually be the, where you come out could be in New York. But yeah, it's, I had it's no kind idea of, it was like that. Yeah, it, it, it was such a good movie. Uh, yeah, I thought it was just like a thriller as opposed to mm-hmm. something... Yeah, they're apparently I don't know if it's sci-fi or mystical yeah, but or whatever. Because, but that's you know, they were like fantastical in the movie, elements. He asked, "Well, are you guys like is there like God or are you angels as far as guiding?" And and one of the characters said, "I mean, I guess you can look at it that way, but they're there to make sure that you don't deviate from the plan that has been set out for you." So yeah, the book is basically composed of you know mm. what you're supposed to do in life. Yeah, and apparently like he wasn't supposed to end up with this character Emily Blunt mm. and so they kept doing things to, to try, and to try and separate them and yeah apparently I mean you have to see it. it like I said it felt very Matrix to me hmm. um, but I know it's it's showing on HBO now I guess um, and I just recorded it and I was like oh yeah and it was I ge- just generally enjoyed the movie yeah, I, I had no idea that's what it was yeah, about. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, and of course, like I said, the fact that it, Matt Damon was in it, you know, it's yeah. just, yeah, he's very likable. He, yeah. You know, granted that I've never seen any of the Bourne movies. I've really? been None intending to. Yeah, no, I've not seen any of them. Uh, there's, that's a whole long story behind that, too. But I tried to go in and see if any were coming up mm-hmm. um, on TV to watch them, and there was... it. Yeah, it wasn't. Because I think they go through periods where they show them and then they yeah. don't. And I think we have them here, but, you know, the quality of the copy at this point, I don't know. Um, yeah, I see them a lot on the movie channels, mm-hmm. but, yeah. But I do want to see those, but I didn't want to start, like, with the middle movie, and I wanted to make sure that I had all three yeah. before I sat down to watch it. So. I, you know, I, I did like each one less than the previous one. Mm-hmm. The first one is definitely the best. Okay. And the first one um, has an ending. <laughs> well, I mean, you could stop at the first one and feel satisfied. And then the, what, the other two... Well, you know, the second one... And the book is the same way. I mean, it's not like they did Okay, because I was about to say, I um, thought they were all... Yeah, like, the second one... I mean, I don't want to give it away necessarily, but, you know, sometimes when they do a sequel, you know, if you wrap it up on the first one and you resolve things and you give them a happy ending... No the only way of... to start off the second one is by destroying everything that you gave them at the end of the first one. Right. So it's like you watch the first one, 
like, you're satisfied. Mm-hmm. Then you pop in the next DVD, and all those people you liked, oh, they get killed in the first like ten minutes, <laughs> you know. And then it's like, oh, okay, all right, now it's we're like, doing oh, so again. we're giving a premise to why you wanted to do a second and a third kind of thing. It's like, okay, yeah, it's just I don't know, but I, I do want to see think, them. And you know, and I've killed characters too, but I think in general, killing the love interest and stuff is just lazy writing, you know. Yeah, unless that, I mean, is that, does the pain of that or whatever affect, I mean, is that a well, big part of the Well, I mean, obviously, obviously character? you know, he then goes after the people oh, who so killed them. Goes in the, yeah, goes to know. avenge. Um, and my problem with the, the Bourne character um, in general uh, is in the, the main trilogy, and there's been more books written since then, even though Ludlum's dead, other people are writing them, uh, is that he's, I would say, I would say he's a protagonist. Mm-hmm. But he never rises to being a hero okay. because in the all three movies he is being chased and he is being forced to take action and he is trying to defend himself. And some of the things he does, you know, may help other people or mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I'm not going to kill you because you're an innocent person, whatever. Those are nice things. But a hero would be more proactive. And that's my problem. People compare him to James Bond, but James Bond goes after bad guys. Mm-hmm. Jason Bourne, if you left him alone would still be teaching English in, in, at the school under a fake name. Okay. He's not going out stopping bad guys. He's trying to kill the He's people who are trying to come yeah. after him. Okay. And that's my problem. It's okay to do one story that way. <laughs> but not the whole series. But not the whole series. <laughs> so. so, yeah, I do plan on watching that. Um, hopefully it will come on the DVR at some point. Yeah. You're on TV. so Because um, I, I don't want to watch it bad enough that I'm going to check it out. Kind of thing. I forget how we got on this topic. Right? I don't know because I was in people in a minute. Yeah. Oh, Ryan Reynolds. No, Justin Timberlake and Je- <laughs> Jessica <laughs> Biel, and then you yeah. started talking about yeah, yeah. Jerry O'Connell so, being a rapist. And <laughs> Stop. I mean, what if he's listening to the show? <laughs> I'm just saying he strikes me as the kind of guy who might be. I don't know anybody who's been raped by Jerry O'Connell. Oh my god. Okay, although I did feel like I'd been raped after seeing um, that movie he was in with the cockroaches. What? Um, yeah. <laughs> Joe's apartment or whatever. Okay, see, I must not be watching the seedier movies of this this yeah. guy because I'm like, I don't know what you're yeah. talking about. I did feel raped after watching that one. Okay. <laughs> so he has a thing with cockroaches and did, like, singing and dancing cockroaches, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not watching those. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel are apparently mar- um, engaged and but they've been lately, on and off plenty of times. Right? Well, as far as boyfriend and girlfriend, but they've never yeah. been engaged. Um, it just seems like there's a slew of Hollywood engagements. And I put it on, on um, Facebook. I was like, is it because I'm now single that I've noticed or, you know, it seems to be more? There's always divorces. Well, there always are, but it just feels and... like almost every day for a while they were announcing somebody else was getting married. And it's like, what? Well, it seems like every other day they're announcing somebody else is getting a divorce. You know, Zoe Deschanel. Filed for divorce. Today. Well, yeah, she finally filed. Um, I mean, yeah, just every, they're always getting together, breaking up. And of course, Sinead, what is it? Sinead O'Connor. O'Connor after 19 days. Yeah, but then she was there, like, apparently together again. I didn't read that article, yeah. but yeah. I mean, look, you know, I like that song, that Prince song she covered. <laughs> but, um, I mean, really, I mean, I, I, I'm stunned that she's even in people now. Is she relevant? Mm. She has not been relevant in. 
You well, know, she was relevant she, she because would, remember before this minute, um, she had gotten put on a whole bunch of weight or something, and her hair was actually longer. So and then cares? right after that, then this crazy stuff happens with her. <laughs> but I mean, for the last twenty years, they just keep talking about her. It's like you know, she went nuts. She became like a nun. Then she stopped being a nun. Mm-hmm. Then she like you know, yeah, she got fat and grew her hair. Big freaking deal. Then she cuts her hair. Okay. Then she marries some guy. Nobody knows. Okay. Yeah. Then she gets a divorce. Who cares? Well, I mean, I don't know if they're actually divorced yet, but... I mean, who cares? They have to put something out there. There's I mean, other you, stuff they can talk I, about. You would think so. I but mean, there's other... There's. A, she's not even a D-list celebrity. Well, he's like F-list. She had one this, Yeah, she did have one. One that's going on I mean, on I guess it was such a great... Years ago. Yeah. But she didn't even write the song. Prince uh, wrote that isn't song. Isn't who write it? You're, you're only upset because it's Prince's song and... Anyway, but, so... You know, everybody gives her this huge credit for the song, and it's like, you know what, she could sing the song. Well, I mean, it's not like Prince would even <laughs> notice, you know, he doesn't believe in the internet anyway, or whatever, okay. so... <laughs> um, but in the vein of, of all that, also, of course, Russell Brand and Katy, Katy Perry, Perry. Are, are divorcing. Big and we surprise. Th- well, yeah, <laughs> 14 months. Russell into- Brand, another man who... Oh yeah, I wouldn't put him gives near me the any, wrong Yes, I wouldn't impression. have any children near him. But um <laughs> it just seems so so odd that he filed for divorce. I would have assumed well, it was everything would've... I've heard though is because that, that was by mutual agreement. Because you know, she has those those fire and brimstone religious parents, parents and yeah. they think the divorce is wrong. So she they agreed that he would oh, be the okay. one who filed um so that her parents wouldn't be upset with her. It just seems weird because, you know, there's all Apparently these... they don't read people or anything like I guess that so. where everybody's saying this. Uh, well, no, because I hadn't... I saw it. In, I thought I saw it in people. I didn't see it in the articles I'd read yeah. on people. I just know that he had filed and um, they were talking. Of course, they have the stupid ones that always has source quotes. I hate source quotes. Oh, a, a close friend of mm. the, you know, whatever says. Um, they were like, oh, we're so surprised that they're getting divorced because they were so much in love. and That just never felt right to me from the beginning. It was very odd. Very mm-hmm. odd. I mean, I know that Katie has tried, because she started off as like a Christian artist mm-hmm. or something. Um, you know, and I guess now she's in her latter 20s and discovering who she really is kind of thing with, you know, without being it's in the religious kinda, thing. She's kind of crazy hot to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I, think, I think there's probably something... A screw loose in there somewhere, but I, I like her music and uh, and it's like she's not in her face. She's very average to me, um, but I think she really stands out as a celebrity because she's got a more realistic body. Um, I mean, she's still obviously in shape and stuff, yeah, but yeah. she's she's got like she's not like real, super thin. She's or... a real person, yeah, with big yeah. boobs and so forth. Um, you know. Yeah, I I actually really enjoy her. She's I like yeah, her music a lot. I like, I like that her. she kind of is on. She skirts with the, um, kind of that really rocker chic type of thing, mm-hmm. but not so much that she's like crazy like Lady Gaga kind of thing. So she's more acceptable. I like Lady Gaga too. But, well, yeah, I, I do um, too. But I'm just saying, you know, you certainly know, Last Friday Night. I think is a great song. I love that song. Friday, yeah, um, she. I mean, yeah, a lot of many of her songs have charted. Yeah, know, I mean, really I think I have. Songs. Eight or nine songs yeah. on my iPod buyer. I don't have any albums, but I think you know, there well, are a lot I have of individual of songs I have gotten. Yeah, um, albums of hers. Yeah, and I mean the whole album usually is pretty decent. Of course, then there's those hits. But 
Anyway, so they're supposedly getting divorced. We'll see if that actually happens and all that stuff. Um, I'd also posted, my last thing was about Celebrity Apprentice. Um, I watched the show. Yeah, it comes up. I posted yesterday about it. You're actually, you actually use Facebook. Um, they I probably saw Celebrity Apprentice and skipped on to the next thing. Well, they announced <laughs> the, um, the cast for this coming one. And the cast includes um, George Takai, 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 what is yeah. Star Trek? Um, yes. He's going to be on there. Lou Fregno, the Hulk, is going to be on there. Yeah. Debbie Gibson is going to be on it. I think she's Deborah now. Whatever. Debbie. She's Deborah Gibson. Debbie. And then, um, what is it? Adam Carolla is going to be on there. And Victoria Gotti. And yeah, Victoria Gotti. How, how do you know that? She not, related to the, the Gotti's? Yeah, the, she was the, the daughter. She was John Gotti's daughter. So why is, she a, why is she a celebrity? Well, you know, back in, I guess it was the She'd late 90s or something, She also they also had a show. She, her and her sons, they, they had a reality show. I watched yeah, I it. I watch it. Obviously. But yeah, no, she, so she's, she's like She's a, famous because she's a mobster's daughter? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But this, the, the cast... She oh, ought to join the cast of the Kardashians. I, oh, Jesus. Tia Carrera is going to be on, oh, good Lord, really? on the show. Um, what is it? What was her first name? Teagues, the model. Cheryl Teagues? Yes, she's going to be on it. It's apparently the biggest cast this year. And I think it's going to be awesome. I love The Apprentice. Because you, like, these are all people who, you know. What? Arsenio Hall's going to be on this oh, season. Oh, good God. <laughs> no, how much you love him. But no, I think it's awesome. It's great seeing... I guess it's almost like, what is the show you watch? Like Celebrity Rehab or something? I watch Celebrity to, Rehab. I thought you've seen like episodes of No, I've of never it. seen an episode of that. But I used to watch The Surreal That's life. it, yeah, whatever. But it's like seeing a variety of, you know, relevant, not so relevant people, celebs. And when you put them in a room together and they have to work on teams and stuff. And then you see people's attitudes and, you know, it, it's what just What I like about fun. The Surreal Life is because nobody's getting voted out. Mm-hmm. There was no competitions. They were, just was just, they were just lived together. And I felt that you got to really see them in a different light and get to know them. I mean, Tammy Faye Baker, I, I would never say that I liked before. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's dead now. But, um, I mean, she seemed like a really genuine person. I, obviously, I did not agree with her religious beliefs. Right. But she was a very accepting, wonderful person. And, um, you know, other people like Vern Troyer, that, that little dude is messed up. Clearly, I, I mean, mean, he had some serious problems. Eric Estrada seemed does. like a really nice guy. Hmm. I mean, he was a nice person. Um, and so, you know, if you put those people in a house and let me just watch them, I might be more interested in that. Um, but I mean, I, I just, just, I just I don't like, need the artificiality of oh, there's a competition this week, you know? And that well, kind of no, stuff. they compete every week on challenges. I know. Um, but I just, I don't, I don't, I like I don't the, feel the need to see Cheryl Teagues compete with Deborah Gibson to see who's going to get voted out on something. It's, you've never even seen no, it. No, I've never friends. seen it. I, I've never, I don't It's pretty, like I said, it's pretty it's, good. It's hosted no, by Trump, Donald right? Trump, I know, yeah, that's. Uh, okay, see, that's a problem right there. <laughs> well, I mean, it is a problem, but I enjoy watching the show. I've watched every they season Fear Factor. one. I know, which I watch, is I watched weird. an episode of it this past weekend. I used to watch oh that God. show religiously. I just, was um, it Joe Rogan or yeah, whatever? Yeah, man, that guy's such a jerk. But yeah, no, see, that's a sh- you know, swarmy guy or whatever. I don't like see, him. See, he's just a jerk. To me, smarmy means it's like, you know, they're doing something. There's something 
There's something nasty going on. He, well, okay, yeah, life. he does seem like a jerk. He just seems like a jerk. Yeah. He, he's going to try and hit on, like, drunk girls at a bar. That, But to me, smarmy is, like, worse than that. Mm. Smarmy is like he might give you a roofie or something. <laughs> well, you don't think <laughs> would you, he would, would you give like you like another roofie collab? You yeah, you don't think he would <laughs> slip one in? I don't think Joe would. Mm. I, I, I think Joe would probably, because there's so many drunk girls, he'd find another one to take it back. He's, I don't <laughs> think his standards are that high. Okay. But yeah, I was actually surprised that they were. I mean, it's. See, but see, I put him on a higher level <laughs> than Jerry. Jerry. Oh, That's scary. But no, I thought it was very weird that they were bringing back. Um, they don't, I mean, really, they don't often bring back shows. No, um, they don't. But, so when they but were it's like. getting good ratings on Chiller, mm-hmm. which is the horror network. Oh, they rerun okay. that on Friday, Saturday nights. And I've been watching old episodes. And they also show Fear Factor Australia. And all this other stuff. <laughs> and um, I think that's what sparked the interest again. Because um, they said something about, was it like something to do with the internet stuff as well? Or I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but I've never watched Fear Factor. Yeah, here's a picture of Jerry O'Connor. That dude's... What? I... <laughs> he was in Sliders. That's where I first really didn't like him. He was in Kangaroo Jack, which he has a lot to apologize for <laughs> after that movie. Um, that's just not good. Started out doing Duncan Hines commercials. Yeah. Then he was in Stand By Me, which, which is a, there's a, a good movie. I need to watch it again because uh, I have not seen that since the 80s. Yeah, and then he was a whole bunch of bad 90s, stuff. Whatever. Um, said he starred in Jerry Maguire. <laughs> I thought that was Tom Cruise. <laughs> That's what I'm, yeah. What role did he play in that? I don't remember. Okay, well, but he says he starred in that. I guess he technically, maybe he was technically billed as yeah. a star. He was also in uh, Body Shots. I don't know that one. Mission to Mars. I don't think I, I saw, saw that, that one. Tom Cats, which was bad. Didn't watch that Scream one. Scream Two, which is the worst Scream movie. <laughs> Kangaroo Jack. Um, all kinds of really bad stuff. Well, I mean, what he has going for him is that he is married to Ro- Rebecca Romaine. Although, you know, I guess maybe she's crazy too. Yeah, maybe. I mean, she. You know, he stole her from <laughs> from um, Stamos. <laughs> I'm checking because I don't know if they're just glossing over Joe's apartment or if maybe that was one of the other O'Connells. Let me look at that thing. Jerry O'Connell. Yes, that was uh, the first film produced by MTV Films. Here's the uh, the thing. The tagline for it was sex, bugs, and rock and roll. Because, yeah, that makes a great pairing. Yeah. Or... He, he lives in an apartment with uh, like thousands of cockroaches who talk to him. They sing and dance. And uh, so there's all kinds of disgusting things. Like he, he brings a girl over and so they help clean up. And then they're supposed to hide, but eventually, of course, they come out, and and so, you know, the the girl is disgusted, and they like get in her mouth, and all this kind of stuff. It was really, really bad. Oh well, I mean, what he has what a lot to apologize for. you to even have that premise for a movie, and it be it was MTV like an MTV short, short and yeah, then it turned into a movie. What the heck? Yeah. So Jerry O'Connell has a ton, a ton of things that he needs to personally apologize to me about. <laughs> well, you're the crazy one who watched them. I mean, I guess that's what it, it amounts to. So, anyway, I'm done. You can go on yeah. to your Yeah, the last thing we have for the comic. show is uh, Barry's Comic uh, comic Corner, I believe. Yeah. Barry's Comics Corner. Uh, this week we're covering uh, Legion of Superheroes number four. Uh, if you're surprised that the number is so low, it's because DC keeps restarting it. Um, <laughs> you know, they restarted again recently with their, their new 52, even mm-hmm. though the Legion continuity did not change. It just continued on. But they had to do all new number ones. Um, now, I'm a Legion fan from way back. I grew up reading the Legion. I love the Legion. Um, it's a very difficult series for new people to get into because there's like 50 characters. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> and it has a lot of tight continuity. And, you know, just to briefly show you why it's confusing, um, the Legion of Superheroes were introduced in the, the late 50s, ran until the uh, very late 80s. Everything went fine, right? It was very popular. Everybody liked it. It's about a bunch of superhero teens in the 30th century. Mm -hmm. Well, then they decided that, you know, we want to do something different. And so they, they ended the series, started the very next month with a new series called Legion of Superheroes that skipped five years. So they're all, like, in their mid-20s now. And it was very dark and grim. They blew up the moon. They stopped wearing costumes. They all called each other by their real names. All that. They used code names, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that takes away it, from... it was interesting. I, I read it all. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it, but I missed... Old... But I did miss the old Legion. Yeah. Then they decided, well, you know, we've kind of driven this into the ground. The sales have tanked so much. <laughs> so we don't want to read it anymore. We need to reboot it again. So they, they restarted it. <laughs> After an event called Zero Hour, they wiped out all the old continuity, started over from day one with the origin of the Legion. They changed some of the names. Like in the in the 60s, you know, Lightning Lad was a cool name. Mm -hmm. In the Obviously, 90s, not so much. Yeah. They changed his name to Livewire. Okay. They decided to, you know, why would all of them be be white guys? So they changed like someone like Princess Projector went from being a, a, a blonde hottie to being a snake. Well, I mean, maybe back then, obviously, I can understand why they would have all been white. Right, yeah. So um, they did some things. And, and I read that, and I liked it. I mean, I missed the old Legion, but I, it was really good. I, I was fine with the restart at the time. I mean, I, I didn't think it was needed. Yeah. But it was okay. I mean, I read all of that. I liked it. That was the Legion for about 10 years. Then, for to me, no reason that I can fathom, other than the fact that Mark Wade wanted to reboot the Legion, and DC said, okay. They rebooted it again. Oh, okay. Started it over from day, day one. one. again. Um, so, you know, Lightning Lad's back to being Lightning Lad. But some people, like Starboy, is now suddenly a black guy. Okay. And then they restarted it. And, and I read some of that, and I didn't like it. <laughs> I thought that series was crap. I didn't, it wasn't needed. We already had two Legions. We didn't need a third. So what you have is the original Legion, and then you had what was called the Reboot Legion. And then you had what's called the Three-Boot Legion. Because oh it's gosh. the third version. Yeah. That one lasted for about 50 issues. And then, while it was going on, while that series was being published, they had did a storyline in the Justice League called the Lightning Saga. Oh my gosh. And in that one, they brought back the original Legion. That Legion, the original Legion, then popped up in Action Comics. Mm-hmm. While the Three Boot Legion was still being published. Okay. Then they did a series called The Legion of Three Worlds, which was really good, that featured all three Legions. And, and the thing about the original Legion is, is they brought them back as the classic guys. They didn't bring them back as what's called the Five Years Later Legion, you know, where they're all grown up right, and gritty. Right. It's like that didn't happen. Oh so really, there's like a fourth Legion yeah, in there. Yeah. But they're pretending that didn't happen. <laughs> And so, see, this is why I can't get into right. comics because it just it, they inevitably right. almost well all of them do these reboots yeah. and so I was there because I love the Legion mm -hmm. and I personally was thrilled to see the originals back yeah even if they weren't the five years later version because I actually preferred the old the, ones. yeah you would have preferred the white dude yeah they're finally bringing back the Legion that I originally loved okay let's hope that the writing right so is they did this strong Legion of Three Worlds where they basically. Um, you know, killed off a lot of the other legions and left mm -hmm. behind the original. The original legion. legion, yeah. And they started a new series. 
which ran for 16 issues, and then they restarted the numbering as part of the new 52. Right, right. So currently, there's actually two Legion titles. There's one called Legion Lost, which features a group of Legionnaires stuck in the 21st century. And then there's Legion of Superheroes. Now, one of the things they did after uh, they brought back the original Legion is they brought back Paul Levitz to write it. Paul Levitz, beloved by Legion fans, he wrote the original Legion when it was the best. So they brought back him to write it. And I feel like he has not gotten his footing yet, even though he's now written about 20 issues of the current incarnation. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and part of it, I don't know if it's, it's, I don't think he's become a bad writer, surely, but I think he's having more difficulty balancing the cast now. And I think part of it is because, you know, comics now are 20 pages long. Okay. They used to be 22 to 28. And I think even though he's only losing a couple of pages, I think, it's still, Some people it's yeah. affecting. I mean, uh, clearly, obviously. So this issue, after all that build-up, is Legion of Superheroes <laughs> number four, written by Paul Levitz and drawn by Francis Portella. Um, this is kind of the wrap-up of the renegade storyline where a renegade uh, Daxamite uh, has been going around doing horrible things. Um, I want to start actually by talking about the art uh, by Francis We're Portella. We're already like an hour in. That's cool. <laughs> I know, that's because I kept saying we need to move on when you're wasting time with your yeah. stuff. Um, this is the best Francis Portella artwork I've seen from him. Um, some of the poses and stuff, I think he has like very sexy poses, sexy mm -hmm. bodies on people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like his stuff in this one. Uh, I like his version of mon -El. He has He has very pretty men, actually. Um, but he, he does. Men. <laughs> he has a little bit of fan service, you know, a little bit of panty shots and stuff of the girls. Yeah. But you know, really wearing that costume, it's difficult not to. Um, but I mean, I, it's I mean, nice it's stuff. like barely covering her butt. Yeah, but but I mean, it, I look at the faces and stuff. Yeah. it's really nice. Francis Portella, very yeah, did a very good job with it. This this kind of kind of comic book artwork I like. It's very um, illustrative. It's very Engaging. pretty. Yeah, you know. Um, you know, even you know, even the girls. It's it's not just the girls who are pretty. Even the boys are pretty. <laughs> I mean, they, they, you can see the time he spent on the hair, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like that. Mm -hmm. um, it makes it more engaging because the yeah, story. Some people like gritty like, artwork. Yeah. I like very shiny, yeah. kind of plastic looking artwork. Oh, it's my okay. favorite kind of superhero artwork. This kind of stuff, very shiny. Um, that's my favorite stuff. Barbie. <laughs> yeah. But Francis Partella did a great job with this. Um, you know, I really like it. As opposed to like that, you know, we're looking at a Suicide Squad ad. Yeah. <laughs> That's not my, you know. Yeah, no. I can see the appeal, but uh, seems more it's not my favorite. Seems more you know, team type. Right. Um. Um, so the artwork gets a big plus for me. I liked it. Um, sexy costumes, you know. The, but, whoa. Uh, yeah. But the, the story still feels, it feels like Paul Levitt's... I'm not sure where Paul Levis is going. What, like I've, he's I've just never kind read... of phoning it in or something? Well, no, I mean, it just, it's missing something. And, you know, I went back recently and reread some of his stuff from the 80s. And, I mean, the stuff in the 80s is a lot better than this. Um, and I, I can't figure it out. I don't, I, I don't feel like Levitz has a clear vision of where he's going or what he's doing or what, I, I, and I've, I've fallen prey to this. Myself. I mean, there are Rook stories I've written that, you know, as, as I was writing them, and in hindsight, I can go, you know, that was almost me treading water. Okay. That was me knowing, okay, I've got, I've got to fill, you know, six stories in this book. 
I, I gotta I gotta write a story, you know, um, and it wasn't my best work, and ultimately it didn't add really anything to the ongoing saga. It just was, right. and some people, you know, have, some people really like those stories. I don't know why, you know. I guess the, to them it seemed better. To me, this is what it feels like. It feels like Paul is going through the motions, not phoning it in because that makes it seem like he's, you know, you know. Eh. I'm not I mean, gonna it kind of seems like he's being. But I, I feel like he hasn't gotten his stride back. I feel like you know I'm looking at a guy who, in baseball terms, used to hit 320 every year. And he's like down to one. And now something. he's hitting about 270, oh, 280, okay. and he's still you know that's still not bad. But it's. But when you yeah. remember, you remember that he used to hit 320. It's like what's different now, and I think the bat's a little slower. <laughs> you know the body's not quite as fresh. That kind of thing. I, I still keep reading. I'm going to keep reading it. I mean, I love the Legion. I'm going to keep supporting this Legion because mm-hmm. I want. I don't want him to do a another reboot at some point. Um, I mean, but you reading it doesn't it, you know dictate when they're going to do another reboot because yeah. it's going to happen. And it's 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 even with you know he's also writing a, a limited series right now called um, Legion Secret, Secret Origin. I hope that one's better. I well, mean, that one has artwork by Chris Batista, who's one of my all time favorite artists. It's beautiful. To look at mm-hmm. every page, I'm like making a little squeeze, you know, and showing it to Carrie. Like, oh, look at look look at look at how he looked in this picture. Look at how, look at the face on her in this one. You know, it's gorgeous. The story's kind of eh. Oh, jeez. And you know, and I, it sounds like I'm being really negative about Paul Levitz. I think Paul Levitz is one of the a great writer. I just don't feel like this has been a good time for him because I mean, yeah. you're a writer, so you know that there are periods. Like you were saying, that you well, just kind of aren't feeling it. You know, and I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm Facebook friends with him, and, you know, when he posts about things, he certainly seems to be feeling it. But maybe I'm his, just not. It's and, changed. And, pos- and maybe it's me. Because, <laughs> I mean, I did, I did love his stuff going on 30 years ago now. Oh, maybe it's hard for me to separate what he was from what he, maybe my expectations are too high. Maybe Cause, maybe I mean, yeah, maybe that's you... built up so much in my mind that even when I go back and reread it, it's still flavored as it was when I read it when I was fifteen. And maybe yeah, maybe it's the nostalgia of that maybe. feeling. Um, maybe hmm. give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Regardless, um, I have to give uh, Legion of Superheroes number four, which to me is actually the best issue of the four in the current run. I would give it a three out of five. I figured you would. Yeah. I would give, um, artwork-wise, I'd give it a four. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. Story-wise, I'd give it a two, nudging up to a three. So like two and a half? Yeah, I feel, so that's I feel why like that comes down to a three. four would yeah. kind of be. I mean... So as a whole, a three. You know, with the with the uh, Avengers uh, X-Sanction thing that I did mm-hmm. last time, you know, I could say, oh, if you're a casual fan, yeah, try this. Be a light, fun introduction to them. I'm not sure I would say that. I'm not sure I would hand this comic to you, for instance. Okay. And say, oh, try the Legion. Because I don't I don't think... <laughs> I, th- I think you would leave it going, well, the artwork was really pretty. Yeah, which it, it is. But I didn't understand what was going on. And I don't understand <laughs> who the people are. Because too much of the Legion series since he's come back has been, oh, look, there's Sunboy in the background. You're oh, here's Lightning Lad. Years. Oh, he's saying something. Okay, but I mean, but the, I don't the, feel anything. So, it's like the characters are all there and they're doing things, but I don't feel like even out of nowhere, Shadow Lass was sleeping with Earthman. Earthman dies. She's sad, but 
I don't. I didn't feel it. So I mean, with this I felt one, it because as much it's a as reboot, you they, felt me just telling. You yeah, that. really. Um, you know? But with this version of it, is um, it that there is no backstory of any anyway? Was that not introduced in there? Is it going on the assumption you are a fan of that series? And well, you know, I I assume that's why they're doing the Secret Origin series okay. to kind of reshow how the team was formed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in the main book, it's it's pretty much like I mean, you should know. Okay. Um, and I mean, you know, and I have read it all my life, so I mean, I, I so probably wouldn't know. enjoy it if yeah. I do know it. Mm-hmm. But I, I just don't think, you know, I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, like I said, it could be he's going through different difficult time, or you know, as you get older, things, yeah, I mean, it could things be, change. Could be just and, that his he's a different writer now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the artwork is by Chris Sprouse, uh, who's one of my favorite Legion artists. Um, again, he does good faces. Um, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Sprouse do some more interiors, but he doesn't do those all that often anymore. But anyway, that is Barry's Comics Corner. Legion Yay. of Superheroes number four gets a three out of five. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay, well, I guess we should start wrapping up. Uh, well, start. I mean, it's yeah. like an hour and 11 minutes in. I mean, I guess what we learned today was um, well, the Legion's like not iTunes. as good as it used to be. Yeah, you <laughs> like iTunes. Jerry O'Connell's a prick. Oh, my god! And that's pretty much it. <laughs> okay. All right. So we'll sign off now. We'll uh, see you guys later. Bye. Bye, Jerry O'Connell. You suck. Instead.